This episode is being brought to you by The Brand Solution. Get the support you need to help you package, promote, and deliver your services. Visit ZaniaEBlue.com slash The Brand Solution for resources to help you to take the next step forward in your business today. to today's episode of Lessons She Learned. I'm excited um, to be breaking this down. I'm excited to be working through just some of these thoughts, just because I know that when the world is kind of busy, the world is kind of chatty, um, and we, we're kind of like inside and inside of our own heads and kind of watching people do life more intensively in the last year or two than ever before, it makes sense that we could get caught up looking at how other people are doing life looking at how other people are managing in business, but I decided that I needed to take some time. The work that I do as a marketing operations specialist is I'm constantly kind of putting together content strategies and content plans and and helping people execute them, and that's fun and that's fair and that's exciting. But one of the things that I realized in my process, one of the things that I started to see and understand was in consuming so much media, And in consuming so much content, I had kind of started to lose sight of the way I wanted to do business. I started to lose sight of the way that I wanted to do marketing and the way that I wanted to do media. And in over consuming, I started to not be able to kind of control the way kind of media seeped in. I started kind of looking at more than just the content in my industry and I started looking at content from other industries because it's interesting to kind of not just look at a bunch of marketers all day but to kind of look at artists and to look at entertainers and and letting you see what helps them entertain and looking at influencers and what people really engage with and and how they build different relationships with their audience and so I love looking at people's people whose industry is not my own I love looking at people in the hair industry I love looking at people in the interior design industry like I just love watching people do business in excellence and when a part of that business is creating content I tend to pay attention but in consuming so much media I started to kind of cloud my own voice and one of the things I wanted to do was to kind of like open my palette up <laughs> to to what people were doing outside of my industry because sometimes everybody's kind of doing the same thing and so if I'm looking a little over here at how they're doing it and I'm looking a little over here at how they're doing it you know maybe I could find some new and sort of strange way of doing really exciting things and it worked I started thinking about man this would be a really good way to do this man it would be exciting to execute on this in this way and something else happened too I became inundated with content, my thoughts became completely cloudy, and as my business started to evolve, as I was working with customers and working with clients and helping them solve certain problems, I started to kind of lose my own footing in my process. And so I decided that I wasn't going to put out another piece of content. I wasn't going to say another formal business thing until I got still and I got clear on what it was that I intended to do next and what needed to happen first. One of the reasons this was so important to me was because I was always able to kind of like 
pay attention to what happened when people were listening to my voice. And I think that content creators have a responsibility um, as far as what it is they say, whether or not it's true, whether or not it's sound, whether or not it's safe. I think content creators have a responsibility to put out content that does no harm. And so I wasn't willing to speak from a place of frustration or a place of confusion or a place of comparison. And I got still and I got quiet because I knew I needed to think. And I had to really talk myself into it because of what I told you guys in the last episode as far as kind of feeling like, man, will I be okay if I stand still? Will I be okay if I'm quiet and I'm thinking and I'm searching and I'm asking like, Will I be okay? Will my business be okay? Will I survive my own silence? And so I got still and I was, I, I didn't make any announcement. And I was like, okay, Zaniah, what is, what is a big question? What is the big problem that you feel like you need to solve? So I, I created a goal. I created a goal that I wanted to solve in my silence and that I wasn't willing to speak until I had understanding in this area as far as my own confusion. And so I was like, okay, all right, let's work through this. And I started to kind of decide what the standard for success was going to be for for this work that I was working on. And I also, I tried to not give myself too short a window to work on this. Because if you say, man, I, I need to get this figured out in a week, and you don't, you need to be more, or I need it to be more committed to solving the problem, getting my answers than I was with being visible. Especially because when you're in confusion and when you're struggling with that, you actually aren't offering any value. You're just speaking. But in today's world, people consider most media to be gospel. So if they say it and they have a platform, the question is, well, all of these people can't be wrong, can they? All of these people can't be misguided, can they? And so we look at the numbers and the masses and we aren't taking into consideration, man, this is off. This is missing something big. This is missing a significant piece. And so I got silent and I was like, okay, so this is my goal. And this is what I need to have figured out um, for myself before I could say anything else. And deciding on what the goal was and deciding what the standard for success was going to be not just for the silence but also for my business I did not realize that I had started to move and maneuver my business not just like other industries in their creativity but I was starting to build in metrics and kind of structures that weren't specific to what needs to be fruitful or productive or quote-unquote successful in my own business so I'm going to give you some examples when you are an entertainer let's say you're a comedian and you're in social media or you're a singer and you're on social media one of the things that matters a lot are not just views but likes and comments and those two explicitly usually play a huge part in whether a person considers something to be explicitly successful as far as that piece of content because it's not just about 
what that person is intending for you to do real quick it also alludes to how you're consuming their media and what you're likely to do next um, another example is if you are an artist you you and let's say you do visual arts you are going to have goals or metrics or standards for success that are consistent with the person who wants their art to be purchased or wants their prints to be purchased or or who wants to be known in the art world as some esteemed or premier artist your standards your metrics or your kpis (laughs) key performance indicators are going to be totally different from someone who is an influencer who needs to be able to build and nourish community and then get you to purchase but their focus or the priority is on a specific part because the priority of the business itself is someone else's responsibility and so one of the things that I had to take into consideration is have I started to feel stressed and overwhelmed and anxious simply because I have the world's KPIs or key performance indicators or the metrics for success for everybody am I trying to hold myself up to the standards for everything and so when you don't have a goal, when you when you don't know how you want to interact in the environment and you don't have your own standards for success, you're going to be kind of limited to the standards for success that someone else creates. And so I had to pay attention, not just to, to what I wanted to do, but to my goal, the metrics for success for that goal, and the metrics for success for once I'm start to walk in that and execute in that vein so I can hit my goal or my target as simple as this sound this was completely revolutionary for me and I was able to kind of free myself up from entertaining (laughs) I was trying to was able to go ahead and free myself up from um, being liked and just seen as an artist I was able to free myself up from just having the influencer model which is consistent with an influencer business model and our business models aren't the same and so I had to decide okay how do I want to do this what is my goal what is my focus once I got still and I started being able to ask questions that are specific to where I am I could stop borrowing the face of other people and wearing them as my own mask and The reason this matters so much is because there's a lot of indecision you can have. There's a lot of lack of clarity you can have when you perform exclusively one task, when you have a singular priority or a singular focus in an area. The moment you aren't just responsible for the task, but you're responsible for it all, you can't afford to move with the same kind of confusion. You can't afford to casually walk through this life and just adopt a little of this and adopt a little bit of that. You need organization. You need to be decisive. You need to be clear about who you are and how you intend to contribute in a given environment. One of the other reasons I wanted to bring this up is because, not just because you know people get quiet on social and then people go, where you been, what you at, where you at, what you been working on, but also, I think that there needs to be a greater degree of concern about how people are interacting in their businesses and in their content. I think that people can tend to be a little bit careless 
in the things they say, in the things that they communicate, in the way that they share information, even in their business, because there's this this des- desire to monetize everything. And so I had to take that time so that I didn't fall into the trap of selling in whatever way that I've seen, selling in ways that were consistent with the attention and, and the work of culture. And I really had to hold myself to a higher standard because people, whether we realize it or not, if we see something often enough or consistent enough, we're influenced, we're impacted. And we have to not only as Christian creatives, as Christian business owners, Um, as Christian contributors to this world, even in some professional capacities within larger organizations, we have to be thinking about what am I adding to this conversation? Am I adding anything at all? Am I adding something I think should continue to be perpetuated? Or am I making a mistake? And so I started to kind of adjust. I started to kind of make those adjustments simply because I didn't just want to be seen. It's not enough to be visible. It's not enough for people to just hear you. You need to be saying something. You need to be doing something. You need to be contributing in your industry if you're selling something in a particular industry. And I had to make sure that I was clear on what I intended to do. And more often than not, I stumble upon people who want to be served by marketers who want to be served by people who create funnels or who create systems and they're like yeah I just need to get more people I just need to be seen by more people and I think that there is this confusion that there's a satisfaction in popularity that there's a satisfaction in being seen and being heard and and being validated to some degree and that's not true like you can be completely satisfied in your life, in your work, as long as you have your own metrics for success and your own standards and your own goals. And so as obsessed as this world has become with fame and as obsessed as it has become with popularity and virality, it's really important that you are living a life you design because in the event that you no longer like it, in the event that it no longer serves you, in the event that it cannot fill you up, you need to be able to look at it and go, man, this isn't working. I need to make some adjustments. And so those are some of the adjustments that I was able to make or had to make. And I have been in conversations with people who were nervous about what silence would do to their brand whether silence would make them seem like something is broken or something is wrong or something you know is out of order or maybe you're sick or quite literally people think that when you're silent you're dead and so I I get that concern but my concern even more is in saying things and doing things from an empty place saying things or doing things just to fill space and just to feel seen and trying to meet the goals and the dreams of your childhood self without offering any value or any substance to the conversation. And so these are the things or these are the areas where I started to create standards for myself. But now it's your turn. It's, it's your turn too to, to make sure 
the standards you're living by, the standards that you use to guide your entire life. Make sure they're yours. Make sure they're not just something that were quietly taught to you, something that you were influenced by, but something that you have explicitly decided for yourself. And you'll be freed when you not only consider what the world considers success, but you build in what it means for you to be a successful human. So if you are a mother, what does it mean to be a successful mother? What does it mean to be a successful wife? What does it mean to be successful in my business? Is it just hours in or is it a contribution? Like, do you intend to have a specific impact? And so these are some of the things that I really, really, really had to think about and really get serious about. But as it pertains to business specifically, I had to think about what I wanted to contribute and I had to identify what the standards are going to be for my success in any given area so I can start to kind of create my plan or create my process so that I could live the fullest life life, and not just a life that somehow I had been marketed. Until next time. I know why you're here and I think I can help. For many, starting a business isn't just about starting something trendy and doing something on a whim. For a lot of people, the shift is coming from a place of financial necessity. For many, the biggest hiccups happen in one of three places. One, trying to package an offer that captures your genius. Two, promoting your offer in a way that's authentic to you and your brand. Or three, delivering your offer with the same caliber of excellence and intensity that you used in order to sell it. To learn more about how to strategically take your next offer from ideation to execution, visit zaniaeblue.com slash the brand solution. today's episode as much as I did. If that's true, I want you to leave a review. I want you to share one of the things that really resonated with you, one of the most memorable parts of the episode. And I kind of want to know, what is the thought that spiraled from the very thing you heard? A lot of the times we hear a thought, we're like, ooh, that's good. But usually the thought that we produce as a result of that is even better. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear the things you're learning in your own life's lessons. And be sure to subscribe so you never, ever miss out on when we publish brand new episodes. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Thank you.